0: Found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. Seventeen hundred K B G G. All right, welcome
1: back into the one o'clock hour. It's the Ken Miller Show. Seventeen hundred K B G G. Trent Con and myself with you for uh, yet another hour as we are each and every Monday through Friday from noon until two. Coming up this hour, Joe Quinn. You know, I should probably get his affiliation, the ESPN affiliate. Uh, in omaha he works on that uh the fifty thousand blowtorch fifty thousand watts blowtorch over there
2: 590 590 right
1: i uh, pulled it in a time or two you no know, you can get it here in des moines oh, absolutely and i think now maybe they maybe it's changed the last couple of years but they
2: were the hawkeyes affiliates they were yeah i don't know if they still are mm-hmm. i don't think so not sure Regardless, yeah, they yeah. they were and uh, they do a good job over there. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's obviously very Nebraska heavy, but mm-hmm. they give Iowa plenty of time. They have Morehouse on, I see a lot of things yep. like that. So. Peralt
1: used to do afternoons over there. He oh, when he left, okay. he left there to come work with me uh-huh. um, down the dial. Gotcha. Yeah, before he went back to. Um, where do you go? Massachusetts. And now he's living in Vegas work, doing SB Nation. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. He's uh, doing, uh, Matt, he's doing three hours, um, uh, seven to 10, I want to say, okay. out there. So that's pretty late. It's yeah. 10 to 1, East Coast, seven to 10. So kind of West a recapper kind of show? Yeah, I think, I mean, he seems to be liking it. Um, we communicate every couple, you know, not a lot. I'm not going to lie to you, but um, we reached out and texted every night. I, I liked Peralta. I did.
2: Yeah, he was a, a guy that I know rubbed a lot of people he the did, wrong did a lot way. of people. I I personally I didn't hear you guys because we were on at the same time. Oh sure, I you know I'd see something on a message board though, or you know Mm -hmm. see something. Twitter was starting back then at the time. Yeah, but message boards. But it was message boards more more than anything. But you know what? Um, He was genuine. Yeah. He is
1: as far out there as he was. I I give him credit, and this is what this is why I respect him. He believed what he said. Yeah. He wasn't one of those throw it at the wall see if it sticks kind of guys, right? Mm -hmm. Matty was, bro was. uh, I mean, we're we we're, we're way different guys, but it, it was okay. I enjoyed that uh, part of my career. Uh, I got to read this tweet from Mark Emmert. It's it's media day over in Iowa City, mm-hmm. and um, the players are now meeting with the me- media. And I guess Akron Wadley was part of the the media scrum today because all the Morehouse and uh, the Register guys are all tweeting about Akron Wadley. Uh, this is what Wadley says. According to Mark Emmert, Des Moines Register on Twitter says he didn't find out about the high-stepping penalty until he got back to the bench, and Ferrance didn't shake his hand like usual. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that so much. Something is wrong.
2: <laughs> oh no, coach doesn't give me a high five. <laughs> Whoops. Well, yeah. What an, Oh, there's a flag on. I mean, there, field. and he does the, He's done this so often. I know he has. Yeah. And I, do you have a problem with it? I don't at all. I love high stepping. I, yeah. I was a Deion Sanders fan growing up. So. But that's the NFL. He did it in college, too, at Florida State. Did he? Not at the same level, obviously. I mean, it became, it was like a shtick by the time he Oh, got sure. To the, the arm behind yes. the head. Yeah. And
1: uh, does it bo- No, it doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't bother me. But you know what? If, it's going, if the rule's going to be in place, and it is, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, if, it's, if they're going to enforce it, and that day they decided to do so, you, you can't do it. But does it bother me? Is is it showing off to the other team? Absolutely not. Taking the football and sticking it out to the guy that you just beat for a long touchdown pass, or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or standing over a guy that you just sacked or got on the ground, and you know pointing a finger down or shouting down
2: that, that's a problem.
1: Okay. But what he did, he wasn't me. And then, you know what? Uh, first, I thought he was going to trip. Yes, which which I thought he probably stopped his high stepping when he when he kind of caught his toe. It looked like in the turf, which would have been way worse. <laughs> oh, uh, well, it, it, it's between the two of them. But no, to answer your
2: question, it doesn't bother me. But at the end of the day, it's a rule. You can't do it. It's a rule. Knock it off. Yeah. get in the end zone. Yep. Go back to sideline. Celebrate there. Right. High step your way back over, maybe to the sideline. Can you do that? Or you get back on the sideline and go from one end to the, to, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just do uh, do it. Grab the drum major's baton and do it after the game. You can high step all you yeah. want if you beat Penn State Saturday night. Well, boy, if they can beat Penn State Saturday night. One uh, surprising uh, comment I just saw from the media over in Iowa City. Okay. Which one? Uh, Saquon Barkley's comments last year where he told the media after the game he felt that the Iowa team had quit. Quit, yes. Not posted up in the locker room nothing that Doyle has used this week, Ferentz has used, at least yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't heard anything like that. So I figured that'd be that something. up today? Uh, Somebody Iowa must man? have asked him mm-hmm. if, you know, if that comment's been in the locker room and uh, said it hasn't been. Okay. Well, you know
1: what? It resonated. It resonated... The the six days from the time they got home back to practice to the time Michigan came to town mm-hmm. I mean, that was a remarkable win. As bad as they looked about <sighs> Penn State, they looked as though they were you know on an eight count mm-hmm. right about to do nine ten and and uh, and raise their they were out and to come back and knock off Michigan. Where were they ranked at the time? Three,
2: three. Four? Yeah. Uh, what what a great win! And Michigan was playing at such a high level mm-hmm. going into that game. They're blowing everybody out. Yeah. Uh, coupled with that, I wonder if. Just just a theory that popped into my head. Because of the motivation they probably used last year from those comments, mm-hmm. I'm sure that is something that resonated and they talked about a lot last year. They've used year. it already. That right. You can't go back to that well again. And okay. Ference knows that. So we're going to stay away from it. I, I wonder if that's a
1: part of it. I would think, and again, I think we'd probably just answer the question because what they did to Michigan seven to six days later was just remarkable, really and truly was, um, to get off the mat like where, that. Where
2: are you at right now with this game? We'll continue breaking it down, obviously, throughout the week. Well, I want to see Penn State play a team with,
1: look, as I, I, they beat Akron, Iowa State smoked Akron. Yeah. Um, the Pitt win was good. It's okay. They're not great. They're okay. How come Narduzzi can't get a defense out uh, there? You, was your great question. I, and in the Georgia State game, you should do what you do. Um, is, is the best running back in the in the Big Ten paying a visit to Kinnick Stadium this week?
2: Yes, I think he is. I think the best running back in the country is paying a visit. Boy, there's some good ones. There are. Yeah, he's he's
1: on the list. Yeah. He's, he's he's definitely on the list. But. Um, I always got pretty good in their own right. They do. They really do. What have
2: they said? Have you seen anything health-wise what Wadley's Wadley has said? Wadley says he's fine. Fine. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fine. Little tweak. Yep, fine. fine.
1: He's over it. Wadley said the ankle is fine. Uh, this is from Mark Morehouse. He was also exp- extremely proud and grateful to be named a captain last week. So, it's good to see. Yeah, I think that Wadley will be fine. Calls it the ultimate
2: honor, one he will carry for the rest of his life. So it's very easy, um, as I have over the last vi- five years, to rip on Greg Davis he was terrible.
1: No, you weren't alone.
2: (laughs) He was not the right fit for what Iowa wanted to do. But you have to give credit to what he did last year in that Michigan game, getting Akron Wadley involved in the passing game, knowing that you're not just going to be able to run the football at this team and have any semblance of offense. And with the passing deficiencies that they had, they figured out a way. Brian Ferentz threw three games. I mean, he's certainly getting good grades right now. Mm Mm-hmm what else is up the sleeve you, you got to figure Penn mm. State knows something like that is going to be set up mm-hmm. they haven't used him much in the screen game yet What didn't they use him there well, was a swing pass yeah. and a, one other straight screen that they had i, set I think up. that's probably your answer they're mm-hmm. waiting for saturday night mm-hmm. so you got that in the back pocket what else well
1: it's and it's not a Brian Ference thing but it's a, it's a receiver's help out your quarterback i mean they left some points on the field last year, yeah. or last week, rather. Vandenberg and Fant, you know, and I'm not saying they make the catch, but they they had a better chance had they, you know, put in the maximum effort to get it, I thought. You're laying out against Penn State, right. though. There's, there you go. Yeah. But, but, again, we don't know where they were in their steps. Yes. Where, where they, were you able to, were you at the point where you could, you know, make that leap? I, I, look, it's going to be, Trent, there's a reason why ABC is here. It's as big a game as there is this week. Two unbeaten teams, one from the West, one from the east. You pointed out yesterday and when I heard it, it you know, I, I you know, kinda of tapped the brakes a little bit. But you could understand why people are saying that this might be a, a precursor to what we might see in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Do I think that's the case? No, but I undervalu underestimated how good this Iowa team was back in August. I didn't know Stanley was going to come in and play like he did. Nobody saw Nobody this. saw that coming. No. Nobody. And now that they're getting the young receivers involved, particularly Marset, Smith caught a pass, a
2: Weapon. Um, Nick Easley. Nick Easley. The spring hero. Yeah. How many of those spring hero wide receivers have we seen just fall off? Yeah. Never to be heard There's, there's always some. There's yeah. always some. And this one's actually productive. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you before the show, he's on pace for something like 72 catches, I think, on the year. Yeah. He could. He was on his way to go walk Walking on an on arms. Names, yeah. He wouldn't see a pass. No, he wouldn't see the field. He Wouldn't. He wouldn't. And now he wouldn't travel with the team for sure when right. they're on the road. Yeah. And now he is on pace to finish mm-hmm. as a top ten pass catcher in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Talk about making. And he
1: still wouldn't see the field in Ames. No.
2: He, even with the. Even if he brought his Iowa resume from the first three weeks. Right. He's still, who are you going to bump out? you going to put him on the field? Who are you going take off the field? You're not, you're not taking off even Marchie Murdoch No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Trevor Ryan? No, no way. No, you're not taking the Eaton kid, the Juco kid. I yeah, like him. He's He'd be six on the depth chart of just one through mm-hmm. at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. He's two at Iowa. There's so much
1: depth there in the receiver position. It's an embarrassment of riches is what it is. And they signed another kid yesterday. Yeah. Three-star. They got a uh, six-foot-five kid. So, um, Just keep building them up. Campbell likes his tall receivers, there's yeah. no doubt, because Butler's 6'6 and Eaton's 6'4. And oh man, uh, next Thursday's gonna be
2: bonkers, by the
1: way. And you are going, you've got uh, you they they
2: found a seat for you in the press box, they did. I, I hopefully I'm uh saddling up maybe to Birchie or Alex Halstead or a friend Dylan Mott, somebody mm-hmm. like that. i oh, probably not, I'll probably be in the back row. Those guys, it's okay, I, they, they get they, front row seats, but uh, I'm excited for Jack it. Jack a, a nice press box. I've never been in the no that's not true. I have been to the press box there many many years ago. Uh we won't talk about that one on air. But really I was there. I okay. was there yeah. many years ago, but I haven't been there to a football game in 6 years. It's been a while. Yeah, probably about that
1: time. For, I can't remember the last one. My wife, my wife's an Iowa State fan. She <laughs> begs me every year to go up there to a game, and I just can't do it. I, I, you miss too much when you go to a game, right? Yeah. There's too much other games going but on. But this is the one to do it. Thursday I know, night. I know. I know. I know. What's I'm the NFL
2: game? Do you know? Well, I don't. Let me let me look real quick. I, it's got to be better than 49ers Rams this week, though. The Rams color rush uniforms—they're the all yellows. They look sharp. Did, did, did you they, see,
1: did you did you see the Lions' pants are getting killed? I liked them. I did too. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I had don't. no problem with it. So what will we be? That'll be week three or week four? That'll be week four. All right. Let me find this. I'm clicking real as fast as oh my...
2: Bears Packers. I gotta see it. Yeah, you can get away. You can get it. away with it. Uh, it's gonna my be a excuse. Bl- the Packers go in by four
1: touchdowns. Honey, we can't go. I'm bound and determined. Somebody's gonna call and want to talk about the Bears and the Packers. Not that we take a lot of calls, but she doesn't realize that, right? She's <laughs> locked and loaded to ninety 90- whatever, ninety two five. Big country fan. Um, no, <laughs> no. Not watch it at home. you will watch it at home.
2: Well, she can come tailgate
1: with me. How about that? You know what? If I if I offered that, she might take that. She loves her Cyclone. Well, her she son, can be my driver. Yeah. My stepson has 2 degrees from Iowa State. We're really? still paying for them. Well, of course. Yeah. We got we got the first 2 years, he got the last f- 4. Wow. A couple of degrees, huh? Yeah, 2 degrees. Huh. How about that? Working at Nationwide downtown Des Moines, very proud of him. Uh, what do we got coming up? We're going to go to Joe Quinn over on ESPN five ninety in Omaha. Blair Kirkhoff, looking forward to talking to Blair. Wonder what do he thinks of Iowa State's three or two and one start so far this year? Of course, poor Blair's been watching some bad football. They're still sending him to the Jayhawks. Why? I, a great, great question. I guess
2: early in the year you almost have to send yeah. your columnist there, don't you? And I thought Beatty. Had it at least heading in a positive yeah. direction. But you know what I thought it would be when you
1: see some of the kids that he was getting. It almost reminded me what was going on at Old Miss not too long ago. And that's very true,
2: right? Yeah, but uh, but at least Old Miss is in the kids? South and pulling kids out. <laughs> right. This is Lawrence, Kansas, and you're pulling kids out of the South. That was never going to last, though, was it? Mm-hmm. These, these kids are not going to sign in February or in December. Mm-hmm. They're not signing with Kansas. But Gino had them in an Orange Bowl trend. Mm-hmm. Not only had them in, won them an Orange Bowl. Yeah. And
1: moments the moments away from playing for the National Jayhawks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can happen. It happens pretty much anywhere. Glenn Mason also took them to a ten-win season, though. That was back in the Big Eight days. Yeah, a long time ago. Ten and one, lost to Nebraska. I think pretty big in that one. Did loss they? That they had that year? It can happen. Does that give hope to Cyclone Nation? Well, I think but I mean, Look, I don't. Look, they, they see the product in the field. Yeah, their
1: arrow is pointing up because we've always heard if it can happen in. Manhattan, Kansas. Well, that's the one. If it can happen to Manhattan, because yeah. you go back to the late '80s, early. I mean, they, they were the laughing stock of college football. Talking no disbanding yes, football. There was
2: trying trying to find a way to stay in the Big Eight, mm-hmm. but do it without a football
1: program. They, they disappointed me. I watched a lot of that Vanderbilt-K State game this past week. I want to get. I hadn't seen K State up until this week. Um, Vandy's got a defense. Yeah, they do. They really do. I mean, Ertz. Ertz was black and blue on Sunday morning. He took some shots in that game.
2: That Alabama game is another one of those that should be fun it's, this week. Yeah, I, I would love, I, I mean, if game day wasn't here, I wish it was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great setting, mm-hmm. too. One of the few pa- places they haven't been. Speaking of that quickly, I uh, just looked this up. The places game day hasn't been. I uh, In the Big Ten, Maryland, Rutgers, Minnesota, Illinois. Kind of Who will come off been. that list first? Minnesota, Maryland? Maryland, maybe. Yeah, Maryland. Durkin's doing well there. Kansas and Iowa State from the Big 12. Yeah. Cal Washington State of the Pac-12. Washington State with Leach. Almost got to go there for him. They've been everywhere in the SEC, though, at least Not once. Surprised. The ACC, Duke, Syracuse, Virginia, and Wake Forest. Wake Forest
1: is a fake 3-0. and Duke, is they spend uh, January and February, I think they do every show from there. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand that, Sheshevskyville. Uh, um
2: What's the first team that comes off that list? Washington State? Maybe. They they had their opportunity, but that USC game is on a Friday, Friday night, night. So that yeah, hurts yeah, them there. there. They still play Stanford yet to come. And Stanford. Cal's 3-0. Justin Wilcox. Yeah, but they're a fake 3-0, don't you think? Like, they beat North Carolina on the road. They beat another Power 5 team. They're not going to be great. They're probably 7-5. But that was a good hire. That was mm-hmm. completely reinventing yourself. Better Wilcox, than Brom at, at, uh, at Purdue. <sighs> and, and, well, yeah. They're right up there. They're 1-2. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned Tennessee for that job yesterday. I heard uh, a couple of national guys talking about that yesterday And as I well. like Butch Jones, too, but he's not going to survive. He's a champion of life.
1: <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, this is the Ken Miller Show. Uh, we will talk to Joe Quinn coming up next. Still to come, Blair Kirchhoff on the Big 12. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl.
3: or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
4: The way we see it in Iowa, it takes three things to push snow for a living. A truck, a blade, and a relentless unwavering work ethic. So when it comes to the blade, choose one that matches your rugged resolve, like the Fisher Plows HD2 straight blade from Schuling Hitch. Forged from high-strength powder-coated steel, the Fisher HD2 will stand up to harsh Iowa winters and be with you storm after storm. Learn more about this and other Fisher Plows at Shuling Hitch Company in Des Moines and
0: Ames. towing.
1: When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch, beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina, stop to check on your meal. And the bartender as well, they're on your side. Jesse's
0: Embers on Ingersoll just west of 31st Street.
3: Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realized we are always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Casey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options LaCasey Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. LaCasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for, and affordable pricing. Visit LaCasey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641 990 I'm glad we went with LaCasey, and you will be too. I light the night for my dad.
2: I light the night for my daughter.
3: I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research.
5: About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious
1: diseases. Help Light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. The Light the Night Walk is coming up on October the 21st. For more information, visit lightthenight.org backslash Iowa.
5: It's that time of the year again. Football's right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on seventeen hundred KBGG. All
1: right, welcome back, Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. Trent Condon and I here till two. Still to come, uh, Blair Kirkhoff. Uh, he covers the Big Twelve for the Kansas City Star and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are off to a two zero start right now. He's Joe Quinn. He's a Valley High School graduate. He produced uh, for uh, me over at Dwell uh, Down the for a number of years and is now doing afternoon drive in Omaha, Nebraska on a 50,000 watt blowtorch ESPN 590 over there. Proud of you, Joe Quinn. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. Glad to be with you. Joe, uh, we, uh, we wanted to get to Nebraska. We have SIP weekly uh, on Thursday, uh, but you know what? The, the the flames are still coming out of the uh, the engine here on the side of the road as the car is burning with his Nebraska football. uh Joe, it's it's I, I, I lived there during the fall of 1994, so I get the passion for Husker sports. It's 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 the only game in town, right? Husker football. Um, what's this week been like, Joe, since Saturday? <laughs> well, you know it's weird.
6: You would think you would have a lot of anger. You'd have you know, as you said, a lot of flames coming out of the side. But th- the problem is, is that after the game on Saturday, it was almost like a death march out of the stadium, and I think people were dejected. They were embarrassed. They were angry. I mean, the athletic director himself who never, ever comes out and says anything. I had words very similar to that after the game, but for the fans, it's almost to the point where they're starting to expect things like this to happen every now and again. Now, they're not happy about it. They're not necessarily, you know, wanting to accept it. But as opposed to the anger you would expect, man, it was actually more of a kind of – disappointed acceptance that, boy, things have gone so far off the rails from those seasons, you know, like you mentioned, 94, 95, 97, that this program doesn't even resemble those teams uh, at this particular moment. So, it it was sort of a weird scene. It's not what I would have expected to see at all.
2: Joe, there's always the crazy portion of any fan base, but as a whole, how are things? How's the temperature of the fan base over there right now?
6: I would say that There, the fans have sort of turned their attention to the future of this program. I mean, it it sounds cool, guys, but I mean the reality is that in major college football, at a place like Nebraska, where there are you know elevated expectations, I think that there's sort of this acceptance that you know perhaps this Riley experiment is not going to work out. So I think a lot of people are looking ahead, uh, wondering more than anything, you know, is this really the bottom? I mean, is, is this as bad as it's going to get? I mean, Rutgers comes to town this weekend, guys. And before the season, I would have told you that that's an absolute, that's an absolute W. That's a game Nebraska you know, should be able to easily put in the win column. But after watching the way that they played specifically last week, you know, it, it wasn't just a series of bad luck or you know a bunch of things breaking against Nebraska that led to this loss. I mean, it was just systematically, you know, they weren't very good. So with the Scarlet Knights in town this weekend, who we're probably you know one of the weakest teams in the Big Ten. You know, a loss isn't out of the question, and I think two weeks in a row, and then you'd really get things fired up going into early next week.
1: They still got Wisconsin. They've got Ohio State. Purdue looks as though they have a pulse. They got a couple of quarterbacks, Northwestern, Minnesota, Penn State, Iowa Joe to finish out. They better win this next two because there's not a there's not a game that you go into feeling, well, that's an that's an easy win for the Huskers. And if this is a you know, a season that finishes up 4-8, Mike Riley cannot survive. My question is, does the AD have to go with him? Will the AD and the head, the football head coach all be blown out at the same time, Joe? It seems like it almost has to happen that way.
6: It's, it's my understanding and my belief that if there's going to be a change made, it will actually be the AD who will likely go first. Um, you know, this has been a rough week for him, guys, as you know. I mean, when the schedule came out for the Big Ten seasons in 2020 and right. 2021 last week, you know, his first public comment was, "Well, we don't want to play on Black Friday anymore. You know, we think it makes more sense to play on Saturday." Well, you know, anybody who follows well. Nebraska football, yeah, anybody who follows Nebraska football knows that that's not an answer that's going to sit very well. So he immediately, like two days later, backtracked on that. Uh, and then this past weekend, you know, he had to come out and almost give the you know the vote of confidence in his coach. I mean, he didn't necessarily use those words, but I would say that the AD is in more immediate peril than what Mike Riley is. And the simple fact is, you know, the reason for that is. The your are coaching week three or four if in for Nebraska, I mean, what what good does that really do you? I mean, you make a statement, obviously, but you know, the rest of your season then at that point is essentially lost, and there isn't enough, you know, potential with this team at least that you know, I, I think getting six wins is gonna be tough guys. I, I don't know that I see it at least based on what I've observed with my own eyes the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. But if that is still out there, I don't think necessarily firing your coach and blowing up the whole football program itself in week four is necessarily the way to accomplish that.
2: Is Scott Frost the apple of many people's eye over there? Great question. I mean, he's the
6: name. He's the guy that people want. Uh, obviously, you know, he went to school here. He won a national title here. And folks have definitely watched him ascend the coaching ranks. You guys, I, I, well, I know that that's the name that, that fans are going to immediately reach to and just uh, you know, go and open up the, the checkbook. And pay him whatever it's going to take to get him here. I just I don't know that that's necessarily the first direction that they would look to go. I mean, I, I feel like for a program like Nebraska, a guy with more proven head coach experience, you know, at the Power Five level, should be the preference. But I just I just don't necessarily know. I know that that's the the popular name that a lot of people immediately read.
1: Mm. Joe, I know you got like 90 seconds left, so we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, Tanner Lee. When we, we go back to July into August, and we're previewing football, as you know, I'm sure you did, you know every single day because that's uh, what the public wants at that time of year, right? Mm-hmm. It's we can't yeah. get enough. Let's start talking about it. Tanner Lee. Was a guy that it was it was almost going to be impossible for him to live up the hype, uh, live up to the hype. You know how I am with quarterbacks with big arms. I fall in love with them. Uh, Tanner Lee appeared to have one of those he's what's going wrong with him joe he's thrown to the the wrong team it has not been the start for tanner lee that a lot of people myself included thought we were going to see out of the nebraska qb
6: well I, I think he has two major issues and as you kind of alluded to I mean, he was the darling of the manning passing academy and you know a lot of times those guys pan out sometimes they don't so i think if there were some as you put it you know unrealistic hype maybe on the on him coming into the season but he does two things. First of all, he's not getting any kind of protection from his offensive line. I mean, he has taken – I think he's been sacked officially six times so far this season, but he has taken way more hits than that. Um, and, and it's not just, you know, a guy getting beat here or there. I mean, it's it's every single play they're not protecting well. So he's had to deal a lot with that. And the other thing that he does for some reason is he tends to throw behind guys for whatever reason on simple, simple patterns. If you happen to watch a, a Nebraska game this year – They run a slant play across the middle a ton, and it feels like even when he completes it, he's always throwing a little bit behind his intended receivers, which tells me he just hasn't quite built up the rapport with these guys yet to know exactly where they're going to be. So that has hurt him a couple of times, but I I do think that the amount of punishment he has taken in the pocket has been has definitely been a factor so far this year.
1: Joe, great to catch up with you. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing over in 590, ESPN 590, and over in Omaha. Uh, Do you guys still have the Hawkeyes or no, Joe? No, actually Huskers now. We have the the Omaha
0: Blacks
6: for Nebraska football.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, You have to have it if you can get them. Good stuff, Joe Quinn. Thank you. Take care, man. Thank you. Good to talk to Joe Quinn. Valley High School alumni and, um, well, an X and O alumni as well. And doing now doing afternoon drive. Two to Got a four-hour shift, two to six. Four-hour shift. Four-hour shift to talk Nebraska football Monday <laughs> Friday. <laughs> a
2: lot of content here the last few weeks, though. So. Yeah. Well, have you seen, going forward in their
1: schedule, they've got, what, one win? One win. No, two wins. Lay it out again. Rutgers this week. Rutgers this week. Win. They're, they're winning next they're week. They're beating its homecoming. At Illinois next Friday night. They're winning that. They're they're beating Illinois. There's two. Home to Wisconsin. No. Home to Ohio State. No. Uh, By at Purdue. Well, they'll beat by. They'll be by, but there's still two
2: wins. Purdue. At, at Purdue. At Purdue. I'm not putting that in the win column. I can't. No way. Purdue's way better than anybody's Yes. Not. Yes. Well,
1: not anybody. Well, <laughs> well I didn't see it yeah. beat as good as they are. So they're one and two. So you've got them at three wins. Yep. Uh, home to Northwestern. Ta- I'll give it to him. Give it to him? I'll give it to him. You've got him at four wins. At mini Loss.
2: Since I gave him, the, they'll get one of those two. Gotcha. I that? think
1: that's fair. I think that's fair. At Penn State? No. No.
2: Four wins. Iowa, Black Friday? No. I don't think so Wait, either. With, with what we've seen the first three weeks? No. Four and eight. You it, can't keep Riley around. No, you can't. Yeah, Joe no was way. telling us that it's going to be the axe will come first. i Eichhorst. This probably trick. is the right move. But if it's a new athletic
1: director, he's going to blow a football coach out. Right. And Riley knows
2: that. Yes, he's been around a long time. You can't keep him. Two losing seasons in three mm-hmm. years at Nebraska. You can't. Mm-mm. There. You can't sell that. Right. Nine and four last year. Six and seven the year prior to that. Mm-hmm. And the nine and four was what a seven and zero start ranked in the top ten. Wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. They were as high as number
1: nine. They were number seven going into Wisconsin. They got beat
2: there in overtime. They played a lot better in that game than I anticipated. Yeah, it was a close game. I thought they were going to get blown out.
1: Well, the blowout would come the next week at Ohio State, sixty-two to three. Whoops! Right. Then they got a couple in the wind column before they came over here and got pasted by Iowa. Then mm-hmm. they were seventeenth ranked at the time, four and eight. Like Mike Riley was not the most popular hire to begin with mm-hmm. by a long shot. Who? He's how old? He's coming here. Didn't yeah. make sense. No. And then I, of course, as, as Joe pointed out and as we pointed out last week, too, saying what he did about, you know, well, it's okay to give
2: up Black Friday. Right. No,
1: it's not. No.
2: no, and now, I mean, with these comments that have been made, with the wheels in motion with the Big Ten, you wonder if it is going to go away for them. Because, well, especially with Barta when he came on, yes. when he came out and said like, all
1: of a sudden Barta, you, you know, say when, we when, love it, right? When when I course, took a shot at Iowa a couple of years ago, you mm-hmm. remember that? I thought last week it was maybe a little comeuppance for I Gary Barta, so. don't you? Don't oh, you think? Oh,
2: absolutely. We so, had to evaluate where Iowa is as exactly. a program. Exactly. Well, there, the Big Ten is evaluating Nebraska as a program. Play then, and, the and good for Gary Barda for saying, you know what, well, we're not going to lift up our skirt yep.
1: for you, Huskers. We
2: he, like this Black Friday slot too. And he mentioned last week he's going to call Barry Alvarez Absolutely and, and explain to him the benefits mm-hmm. of playing this football game. And I would think Barry Alvarez would be smart enough to understand that benefit. Yes. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he's he's a Nebraska guy. He he knows now. He wasn't there when they were playing Black Fridays, obviously, mm-hmm. but he knows the importance of that that national and. Wisconsin has been able to build their brand over the last six, seven, eight years going out playing big non-conference games. They've been able to do that, they and their brand has been elevated because of that. There's mm-hmm. another way to continue to build the brand. At the very least, you know, Alvarez will listen. Will he agree? We don't know at this point, but he'll listen. And if it completely goes away for Nebraska, just another notch down. Mm-hmm. And it's Iowa, it's Wisconsin, it's everybody in the East. Yep. Where are you at the pecking order? Are you eighth out of 14 teams? Mm-hmm. Somewhere. Yeah, that I don't think that's unfair. You know, I've never been a... Um,
1: you know, nothing Gary Bart has ever done really has wowed me. Mm-hmm. I, this this past weekend, he, he, I didn't change my opinion of any of those other things he's done, but this was a positive move, I thought, for the Iowa E D. Just to come out and you know we're going to put up a fight. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to move over out of your way, Nebraska. <laughs> and I thought I thought back to those comments that uh, we're going to we have to
2: evaluate. What was they got? I want to paraphrase. We have to evaluate where Iowa is as a program, right. because somebody asked after they got rid of Pelini. Mm-hmm. Well, he came back and won he beat, that football he beat game. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was not very good. And that's the only win they have over the last four years against the Hawkeyes. Good the fourth for you, quarter mental against yep. the Hawks. Good for you, Gary Barta. Well done. Blair Kirkhoff,
1: Kansas City star. He's coming up next. He'll be our final guest today. Uh, we'll talk Big 12 with him. We'll talk Kansas City Chiefs with uh, Blair Kirkhoff, one of my favorite guests. He's coming along right after these messages. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBTG Boom.
4: Six months ago you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn. Harvest. Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessenhaus? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a leader of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, Fourth and Court, Des Moines.
3: is winding down and for most people that means the end of gardening and planting but it doesn't have to be landon is here from menards to tell us about the benefits of fall planting
4: that's right one of the benefits is that planting in the fall is easier on your schedule there's no rush on getting those plants in before the weeds start to grow because they no longer are germinating the weather is also a little more predictable so it's easier to work around
3: any other benefits
4: yes planting in the fall allows plants to develop stronger roots than in the spring The cooler nights slow the foliage growth, which allows more root growth.
3: What's best to plant in the fall?
4: Seeds are good, but only after a killing frost so that they will not sprout. Perennials, bulbs, and trees and shrubs also do well. The trees and shrubs, however, are better in early fall so that they have time to establish their roots.
3: Thanks, Landon. You can find all of your fall planting needs at Menards. And as always, if you have any questions, talk to a friendly team member. Save big money at Menards.
5: For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates, fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed deliver six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash radio. That's Indeed.com slash radio. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
0: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
1: Hi, welcome back to the show, seventeen hundred K B G G. Trent Conner, myself, with you every Monday through Friday from noon until two. Let's head south, shall we? Off we go to Kansas City. Stock some Chiefs. A little bit of Big Twelve. Mix in some Royals, perhaps. He's Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City star, longtime columnist over there. Blair, along with Trent Connons, Ken Miller. Good to catch up with you. Blair how's Things. Things are great. Uh- I hope you guys are doing all right. Absolutely doing all right. We got a 3 and a 3 and 0 Hawkeye team and a 2 and 1 Iowa State team. It's a good time to be in the state of Iowa in the uh, in the fall so far anyways. Uh Blair, let's uh just a couple of general Big 12 questions before we move on. This was a conference that you, know, you read the preseason magazines etc when they come out and everybody's forecasting for what's going to happen uh, once we get through the regular season, the playoffs, etc. And yet again, it looked as though the Big 12 was going to be on the outside, looking in, according to the majority of people who write about college football and talk about it for a living. Yet here we are uh, this early in the season, and you can legitimately make a case with Oklahoma beating Ohio State and Oklahoma State looking as good as they are that if these two schools split, should they get to that point, and we see some other carnage down the road, that the first conference to get two teams in. Maybe the Big Twelve, believe it or not, Big Twelve may be better than some people thought. Well, I think
7: at the top it is. Um, you know, when you look at the conference, you go, you just kind of go down the, the list of ten schools and you and you put an arrow by who's improved, an arrow up and an arrow down by who who's maybe gotten worse uh, from last year. I think you might have more arrows pointing down than up from a conference-wide standpoint. But from a from a top heavy standpoint, I, I think those arrows up are emphatic. Right? Look, Oklahoma was really good last year with P. Ryan and Nixon and Westbrook and those guys, and um, uh, Oklahoma State was was good. But I, I think they're better this year, and the and the fact that OU went to Ohio State and won the way that it did, I that that's the type of victory that the league hasn't had for for quite a while, and really, really needed. So uh, between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you know, playing the way that they are um yeah yeah i mean it's not crazy to think about uh the big 12 getting back to the conference uh football playoff and in a, in a dream scenario have the regular season winner lose a close game in the in the big 12 uh championship game to that uh to that opponent and have both teams sitting there with one loss and, and 12 victories so not out of the realm and uh and of course it would take probably multiple losses from teams and other conferences for that to happen but uh I think for if you're Bob Bowlesby in the Big Twelve, you're just looking at let's let's see if we can get one in the in the, in the tournament this year.
1: You know, one of those arrows, Blair, and I know that you, you 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 haven't seen. I don't know if you've seen Iowa State yet this year, but one of those arrows I think you have to is is clearly pointing up with Matt Campbell's team. Two and the Cyhawk game here in our state was another dandy. Maybe some people calling it the best ever. And it was a really entertaining football game. Goes to overtime. Iowa pulls it out. Um, but Matt Campbell, young team, year number two, the team is clearly better. Blair. It, it, it clearly yep. is have you seen them yet I, well, I I did get to watch the
7: uh the uh, Cyhawk game and that was fun that was a ton of fun to watch that game um yeah Matt Campbell is um uh, he he shows every appearance of being the real deal as a coach and uh, I can think of some division one uh, FBS programs closer to me that uh, wish they could <laughs> say that about uh, uh about their coaching and and as you were talking about, uh, you know, the state of uh, of major college football in Iowa, you look uh, if Iowa looks west or south or southwest, they're not saying the same things in those states. Uh, it, it was been especially last weekend was a rough one with uh, Missouri, KU, K State, mm-hmm. and Nebraska all going down. But uh, but a good win for, for Iowa State at Akron, and, and I and uh, uh, I, I like I like the direction Iowa State is going, and I, I certainly like Matt Campbell as uh, as a coach and and um, you know, not not every not every school that's made coaching changes in the last few years can can say that about their program. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to watching Iowa State uh, uh, have. I think where they got is, is it Texas in two weeks? Uh, a week from uh, Thursday. Week a Thursday night game. Look, really looking forward to that one.
2: Blair, you uh, mentioned down in your neck of the woods, down there at uh, in the southwest, down in Kansas. The Jayhawks, a uh, disappointment. It felt like maybe Beattie had things on the right step and then a couple of steps back here this season. But take us to Manhattan. That loss to Vanderbilt, 14-7. We know Vandy's got an incredible defense, but frustrating there. Gene Taylor, the new athletic director, what's going to happen going forward? Give us the temperature down in Manhattan with that football program.
7: Yeah, that was a, that was a rude awakening outcome for the Wildcats. Um, and, and, a, and a bad loss for the Big 12 when a team, a ranked Big 12 team, goes to an SEC team that, um, you know, at least in, the, in terms of preseason perception, is not, you know, is, is no higher than fourth, fifth, or sixth in its division, and loses that game, and not and not in a fluke way. I mean, Vanderbilt defensively proved it was the better team that night. That's that's not a good loss. Now, you know, that's not the type of outcome that's going to change anybody's mind about the coach. But but Kansas State is a a program that has to think about his next coach because of Bill Snyder's age and and the and the, uh, the, the physical problems that he had in the off season. And um, I, I don't I don't you know I, I still don't know when it's going to happen. I I still believe that Bill Snyder will coach as long as he feels fit to coach. But uh, that was um, that was a, 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 an outcome that Kansas State fans didn't expect. But I, I got to tell you, I was at SEC media day. I listened to Derek Mason, the Vanderbilt coach, talk about his team with a confidence that. Uh, that was a little uncommon for a coach talking about his team, and that was a that that was a tough game for Kansas State. They had more fans there than Vanderbilt, wow. and uh, and yet Vanderbilt dominated the game defensively.
1: You know, Blair, just real quick hit on this, and I want to, I want to move to the Chiefs. I know you you covered uh, the Purdue Missouri game this past week. We, you you were there in uh, in Columbia, and I saw some of the the pictures that you put up on your Twitter feed at Blair Kirchhoff. Blair, the stands were empty. It was embarrassing watching, you know, you know, the the lack of passion, and maybe the score was out of hand, and they didn't come back after halftime. But Blair, seeing what you had on your on your on your Twitter account, I mean, what what does that say for Barry Odom's future um, in Mizzou?
7: Well, I've never seen anything like that at, at Missouri. Missouri a program that's had its ups and downs over the years. More ups under Barry Pinkle than downs, but uh, but for the for the crowd to disappear. Now, a lot of those people were in the sun, and they kind of came over to the other side of the stadium that was in the shade. That had something to do with it. But, but for the most part, people were leaving that game at the, in the in the second quarter when Purdue went down and scored on a third straight possession and that took a twenty-one to nothing lead. And I just got finished speaking to a to a Missouri booster group in Kansas City, and I I've never seen them like this. They are angry. They're bewildered. They're befuddled. Um, uh, even when Missouri was losing um, back in the back in the '90s, before Larry Smith had a couple of good years, and in the '80s that was a, that was sort of a lost decade for Mizzou. It's relative to expectation. I don't think it's ever been this bad at Missouri. So um, they're, they're they're disenchanted with Barry Odom, that's for sure. And uh, uh, for them to be non-competitive in a game against a Purdue program that also had a you know, Barry Odoms in his second year and, and Jeff Broms in his first year. At Purdue, for Purdue to be uh, that much better than Missouri, to be that much more organized and structured and skilled, and without being a difference really in, in, in quality of athlete, that, that was an alarming outcome for Missouri. And I know you don't. It's really, you know, it's really a panic move when you when you make a coaching change after two years. I think there's some uh, Missouri fans that have reached that point.
2: Blair, over to little baseball with you. It looks like an end of an era for the Royals after what they did—the two World Series appearances, including the championship. But a lot of free agents. Is people are people ready for the rebuild? That's certainly going to be upon them starting next year.
7: Yeah, I think the way the Royals have played in the last month has, um, you know, it has brought Royals fans back to reality. You know, it was a month ago or so that they. They traded for Milky Cabrera, and they brought in the three pitchers from the Padres, and really went all in on this season. And since then, the record's been woefully under 500. It just didn't work, and um, and so I think I think the Royals fans are, are, are kind of set in reality here and understand that even though they're not mathematically eliminated from that second wild card, it's uh, it's next to an impossible task. And and so now the thoughts are turning to uh, well, first of all, maybe one last home stand, which gives them a. One last opportunity to see some of these guys in, in a Royals uniform—guys like Eric Cosmer, Mike Moustakas, Lorenzo Cain. I don't think the Royals are going to sign any of them. Some are holding out hope that one of them will free sign, but I think they all deserve the money that they can get. And and uh, and after the Royals shelled out huge bucks for Alex Gordon and Ian Kennedy last year, I just don't know where the Royals are going to be with their with their wallet when it comes to re-signing free agents. And these guys should go go get their money. Whether it's Boston or LA or New York or Washington, whoever's willing to pay for them, go. go get their money, and and Royal stands will give them a standing ovation when they come back to Coors Stadium. Because it, you're right, you're right, Trent. It, it will be the end of an era, and, and the rebuild will begin. It'll, it'll it'll be built around Salvador Perez, who signed for the long term, and Danny Duffy has signed up, and uh, uh, there's some there's some young talent in the in the system. But uh, I don't I don't think the Royals' Stands are going to harbor any hopes of catching Cleveland anytime soon, and uh, uh, and, and hopefully that, uh, you know, in the next few years, the Worlds can get back to being a playoff team.
1: Well, they can ease some of their pains in their fandom, Blair, by looking across the parking lot at the football team, and they're off to a 2-0 start. In uh, the NFL's toughest division, the AFC West, it has been for a little while. It certainly looks as though, at this point, it's going to hold that distinction again as both the Raiders... And the Broncos off to 2-0 and starts. What's different about this Kansas City team two weeks into it? Alex Smith looks like, you know, he's a different quarterback. I thought he had a really good preseason, uh, and he's carried that into this year. The young rookies, uh, Hunt is is the real deal. Um, this Kansas City team, does it feel different in Kansas City this year that maybe is this is their turn uh, to go a long way in the playoffs? Blair, no, it's only two weeks in, but it feels different to me.
7: Yeah, it, it does feel a little different, and of course it can, a Chiefs fan will tell you that um, uh, what needs to feel different is the January football, sure. not the not the September to December football, but uh, there, there, I, I'll point to one thing on each side of the ball that's made a difference for the Chiefs and for two games, and you mentioned Kareem Hunt. That, he's, he's the best running back, at least for two games, and appears, he appears to be the best running back the Chiefs have had since Jamal Charles was healthy, and that's been since like 2013, 2014. And, uh, and, and it was a real, I mean, a real gem, a real gem in the draft for, for the Chiefs and a, and a find. And um, he, he is, uh, he's every bit as good as, uh, as you think he is. So to have a weapon back there to, to complement Tyreek Hill on the outside and Travis Kelsey and uh, to have a kind of a three headed uh, weapon, not many teams in the NFL have guys that talented in those positions uh, together. And that's made Alex Smith better. Um, Alex Smith is going to be Alex Smith, but now that he's got some weapons around him, all of a sudden that game management turns into big plays. and and, uh, So that's what's happened on the offensive side. Defensively, Justin Houston is healthy. And when Justin Houston is healthy, he's as good as there is at that position, that outside linebacker in the 3-4. He's got three sacks through two games, and he absolutely dominated the, uh, the game on Sunday against the Eagles and They've got to pay so much attention to him that a player like Chris Jones, a defensive tackle, can come in and get three sacks and an interception and have the game of his life. You know. So just those two things on, you know, Kareem Hunt on the off- offensive side and Justin Houston on the defensive side, a healthy Justin Houston, make a big difference for this Chiefs team.
1: Joey Bosa, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, Justin Houston. How about that division <laughs> with those edge rushes? Wow. Unbelievable. Yep. Blair, great stuff. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we look forward to doing it again. Thank you, Blair Kirkhoff. Good talking to you guys. Good talking to you, Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star. As uh, we wrap up the show with
2: uh, one of our favorites, always good talking about that end of an era for Kansas City. And you know the what? To their
1: credit, Trent, I'm glad you brought this up again because I want to say something. Mm-hmm. They could have very easily gone a different direction before the trade deadline, right? Yes. They thought that their fans have been so good to them through the through the near win and through the World Series win that. Yeah, you know, We're probably not going to bring back a lot of your fan favorites, but we're not going to trade them off. We're going to load up, and, and this is for you. That's how mm-hmm. I took it. Yes. I think if yes. I'm a Royals fan, you have to take it that way. The,
2: the The team deserves credit for doing that. Yeah, and it would have been very easy because even with those moves, it was going to be difficult. There were yep. so many teams there. You are going to have to find a way to jump over a bunch of teams to get to that spot. It never worked out, but... And it's a give back to a fan base. You saw the TV numbers. You saw Mm -hmm. the attendance numbers. It was ridiculous. Uh, It's something you don't see in baseball anymore Mm -hmm. and what they're getting just for regular season games. So I was happy to see that. I also picked Kansas City to get it done and take that second wild card. That's not going to be happening. But
1: that makes you happy because your team's going to take that second wild card. Uh, I don't think so. Big game tonight. Yankees and the Twins. I know what Trent Condon is doing. We're back at it tomorrow, folks. Real quick, what do you have, uh,
2: Jimmy B and you, 4-6 to six today? What have you got? We got Alex Halstead talking Cyclones in the Hawkeye Huddle tonight at 5. Oh,
1: it's an easy week. It's Tuesday. Keep forgetting that. That's right. Ridge and Creighton will be here talking Hawks 5-6 to six, as they are each and every Tuesday on the Hawkeye Huddle. Back tomorrow, folks, noon to 2. Trent and I Appreciate you listening to the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom!
4: If your basement leaks or floods, or if you have mold, mildew, or a musty smell, call Midwest Basement Systems today to request a free basement waterproofing estimate. As Iowa's premier basement waterproofing and foundation repair contractor, Midwest Basement Systems will send one of their certified basement waterproofing specialists to visit your home and conduct a thorough inspection of your basement's foundation.
5: For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast. And you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint
0: and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top-quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. With great deals on laptops at Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence that with your new laptop, you'll lap the competition. The confidence to know your tech will be up to date, no matter what today's date is. The confidence to score hot new laptops and replace the ones that literally smoke. Everything your business needs for less at Staples. Now, an HP Pavilion laptop with Intel Core i5 processor is $469.99, a savings of $170. Staples, it's Proton, expires 923.17.
3: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
0: We're a roofing machine. 1700
5: KBGG Des Moines, a Cumulus Station. Big news, big talk, and big sports.